Hello, story lovers and people still under extreme social distancing. I'm Laurel McCarg, host of Alligator Preserves, and today's show is going to be a quickie because I'm tired. Welcome to Alligator Preserves, a weekly podcast about revealing yourself through storytelling, story reading, and story writing, but probably not story arithmetic because that's not a thing. You just might surprise yourself with the secrets you'll uncover. In yesterday's episode, my hundredth episode, I shared with you some mental health wellness tips for quarantine sent to me by my wonderful friend, Nadine Collier, my bestie in Michigan, who is also a counselor. She sent me 25 tips from a Dr. Margie Donlan, a doctoral-level psychologist in New York City. So I'm going to share with you a few of these today. I said I would share a few a day. I think it's good that you hear some of these. Her number one tip is stick to a routine. Go to sleep and wake up at a reasonable time. Write a schedule that is varied and includes time for work as well as self-care. I like that one, although I haven't been setting an alarm lately. I've just been waking up when I do wake up because, I don't know, I kind of think like my body's going to tell me how much sleep I need. But if it gets to be beyond, I don't know, 8.30, going to have to have my husband wake me up. Dr. Donlin's tip number four for mental health well-being, find some time to move each day. Again, daily for at least 30 minutes. If you don't feel comfortable going outside, there are many YouTube videos that offer free movement classes. And if all else fails, turn on the music and have a dance party. I love this tip because lately I've been dancing a lot in my kitchen. And if you get the right tunes and you do the right moves, you can burn some calories. (laughs) But yes, movement is necessary. And again, part of that getting out of your jammies, don't be sitting, don't be watching every single series all day long. And then, you know, you're not going to sleep well if you do that anyway. So the more you move during the day, the better you'll, you'll sleep at night. Her tip number five, Dr. Donna's tip number five is reach out to others. You guessed it, at least once daily, for 30 minutes. Try to do FaceTime, Skype, phone calls, texting. Connect with other people to seek and provide support. Don't forget to do this for your children as well. Set up virtual play dates with friends daily via FaceTime, Facebook Messenger, kids, Zoom, etc. Your kids miss their friends too. Yes, and I miss my friends horribly. And I have four sisters and I have cousins. I still have My Aunt Phyllis is 89 years old, and I talk with her regularly, which is wonderful because she's always so upbeat. It's amazing. So yes, reach out, reach out and touch someone. Oh my gosh, earworms. I cannot seem to get out of my head the tune, My Bellamy, I'm in love with you. Da-da-da-da-da. My Bellamy, doot, doot. (laughs) I don't know. That's been on my mind constantly lately. What does it mean? What does it mean? I don't know. 
But I promised this was going to be a quickie, so I worked quite a bit on my puzzle today. I got the whole perimeter done, except I'm missing, I think, three pieces to complete the perimeter. And I literally touched every single piece that was remaining in the big pile, moved them aside, looked at every single one of them, and I could not find what I know to be about three pieces I'm missing, and it's driving me crazy. But I'm told that to just keep on doing the puzzle, this is my 2,000-piece puzzle, and they'll show up. It's a brand new one, too. I didn't get it at a thrift shop. I don't think I'd ever buy a puzzle from a thrift shop because, oh, I just couldn't imagine spending all this time on something and having pieces missing. So they've got to be in there somewhere, but I'm amazed that I haven't found them yet. Anyway, I am definitely hooked on that. I can pretty much only do it in the morning, though, when I'm fresh after a good night's sleep. I had a beautiful walk today. It was 64 degrees. And when I got back in, I had quite the surprise. In my mailbox, in addition to the Leadville Herald Democrat, which I still get, even though I live in Salida now, was a letter from Joanne Bowman, Joanne Cavanaugh Bowman, my freshman roomie, a handwritten letter. I have it right here. I have it right here. And I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but she did ask some questions. And she's got a little smiley face. And she even remembered that my mail deliverer's name was Charlie. She wrote on the back of the envelope thanking Charlie for delivering her letter to me. I'm sure he was delighted to see that, Joanne. So she has some questions for my QPod, Quarantine Pod podcast. I kind of like that. Questions that evidently my podcasts have inspired Her first question was, what happens to your llama neighbors in the winter? I haven't heard mention of them on alligator preserves in a while. Well, that's because I haven't seen them. And that's a really good question. And I'm going to have to find the answer to that because I didn't see them all winter. Now, I didn't walk all winter, but still, and some people said that they saw them way in the back hills. Maybe there's a barn back there. I'm not sure, but it's not like they could have grazed much. So maybe they take them to a place where there's more pasture. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to get back to you on that, Joanne. I don't know. Her number two question, and this <laughs> this is awesome. Why does toilet tissue have such small squares? I mean, seriously, whoever uses only one square, and then in parenthesis, despite instructions from your mother, I think it was my father who, who let us only use one square. Maybe it was two or three. I don't remember. I just remember that it was an impossible task. <laughs> But the idea, and I'm, I am actually holding on my website with the show notes and links, I'm going to have a picture of one square of single ply toilet paper, which we use because we're on a well and septic system. So, you know, you got to go with the flimsy stuff, <laughs> the stuff that if you blow your nose, you blow right through it. <laughs> anyway, one square of toilet paper is teeny. And so why do they make it so small? My guess is that it's because we're all spoiled. Consumers are spoiled and we want to be able to tear it off wherever we pull it from. However much we pull, we want to have an instant clean tear of that sheet. And so when I think about that, I'm thinking, wow, I bet you toilet paper companies could save a lot of money by not having that many serrated edges. Serrated edges, is that right? You know, edges that you can tear easily. Maybe if their machines only made those easy tear off things once every 12 inches, I wonder how much money they'd save. There's an idea for somebody out there. Find out if it would actually be way more cost effective 
to have toilet paper tear off in footlong sections rather than, let's see, one, two, like three inch squares, which is, as Joanne mentions, ridiculous. <laughs> oh, so here's your challenge out there. What can you do with one square of toilet paper that doesn't have anything to do with the toilet? Huh. I would like your ideas. I would like to see who out there might be able to come up with creative things to do with single squares of toilet paper. Let me know what you think. Joanne's number three question was, how are the views from your closet? <laughs> okay, living room, <laughs> windows. My closet is where I, I do my recordings. And there is a square, bigger than a square of toilet paper, window in my closet. And I'm looking out at blue sky with puffy white clouds coming across it. And she's wondering about how are the views during big storms. She imagines that I could see an entire storm front cross my view. And she bets it's fabulous. Yes, indeed, with the mountains out front. I can often see a storm coming in over the mountains and swooping down over them and making them disappear. Every view out of every window in my home is fabulous. So thank you, Joanne. You have no idea how happy I was when I opened my mailbox and saw that letter from you. If anybody else wants to write me a letter, feel free. I would love to get letters. Message me and I'll send you my address. Address? Address. Address? Address. How do you say it? <laughs> kind of like A-D-U-L-T. Do you say adult or adult? Adult. Adult. Which one's right? Which one's writer? <laughs> the last thing I did today. No, no, I did a couple of last a couple of last things today. I finally planted 14 different varieties of seeds into seed starters, seed starter little pods. Everything from the teeniest, teeniest, tiniest little celery seeds all the way up to some big bean seeds. And I got beets and lettuce and carrots and turnips and all kinds of good stuff. And uh, hopefully they will sprout in a couple of weeks. After I did that, I attended a fascinating live Instagram session with artist Becky Jewell, J-E-W-E-L-L, who is creating a graphic novel based on my short story, Cro-Magnum, which, by the way, you can find in my new book, Dark Ebb, Grim Tales. Becky's the daughter of Susan Jewell, who was my mentor when I was a high school English teacher back in the day in Leadville. And uh, I saw some of Becky's work up at CU Boulder. She's a phenomenal artist. You should follow her. Becky Jewell online and on Instagram. And she did an hour-long session of working on several of the panels for what will become the Cro-Magnum graphic novel. It was so exciting. And she is so talented. And it was really amazing. You ought to follow her because she often does live Instagram posts and displays her creativity. It's amazing. It was fascinating. It was riveting. So that's another really exciting thing that I have to look forward to. And I really want to thank you, Becky, because what you're doing is fabulous. I think that's it for today. I haven't even looked at the news, haven't even turned on the news at all, not even a minute today. And that makes me feel pretty happy. You can find today's show notes with links and photos on my website at leadvillelaurel.com. Also, laurelmccarg.com. You can get to it either way. Email me at laurel at strackpress.com and follow me on Twitter at Leadville Laurel. If you enjoyed this and other episodes, please subscribe to Alligator Preserves 
wherever you get your podcasts and encourage your friends to do it as well. Come back tomorrow and I'll talk about something completely different in something probably similar. And until then, be good, behave, be hopeful, be creative, be thinking about what kind of letter you're going to write to me, be thinking about what you're going to do with that one tiny little square of toilet paper. (laughs) Be kind to yourself and to others. Thank you for visiting. Bye. Alligator Preserves is hosted and produced by Laurel McCard with technical support provided by her husband, Mike McCard. Follow her on her website at leadvillelaurel.com where she writes about life, real, and imagined. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy her books. Find her work at amazon.com.